And now, the Andy Greenwald Podcast. Andy, Andy. Welcome to the Gremlin Network. My name is Andy Greenwald. It's a beautiful day in New York City. And here in the New York studio, I'm, I'm blessed. I have two Gaffigans. Not just one. I have two Gaffigans with me. Jim Gaffigan and his wife, Jeannie. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks it's, for having us. It's exciting to this, be here. This Thanks is, for the water. That's you know, it's the least we can do. They can't do that in our LA, LA studio. We can only give the water here in New York. Is one. it free or? Well, there's a ledger on the way out. Okay, great. If you're oh, okay with it. Water. Just drink deeply now. Um, excited to have you both because uh, the sitcom that you co-wrote, co-produced, um, premieres on TV Land on Ju- July 15th, 15th. But the f- not the first episode, an episode is available to view now online. Yes. Uh, and it's terrific. And it's the Jim Gaffigan Show. Thank you. We were talking a little bit about before we started, this show has had a long development process. It, it originated for CBS. And can you talk me through this? Because I feel like people... People are aware now of what, what, what I mean when I say pilot process. Yeah. But for you guys, this is something that you work on for a long time, and you know people don't see the work for a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting uh, process. We all know, we're all familiar of the, the development process of a television show. And the, the great irony is you work for a year. And then they go, all right, forget. <laughs> they spend millions of dollars, and they're like, all right. And you're like, don't you want to just put it on air? You made this thing. You you spent the money. Why not yeah. just throw it on, you know, throw it on YouTube? Yeah. And they're like, no, we'll just bury it. Thanks for burning a year. And so, but this process that Jeannie and I have gone through is, it's a long time coming, really. It's beyond even that. It's This was um, created a long time ago, This right. this story. And I think that... Um, Obviously, it's very it's autobiographical. So, from a legal standpoint, we're not saying. Oh that. right! I mean, yeah. it was uh, like this story was conceived of yes, a yes. long time ago, and um, way pre CBS. And we actually um, sold a version of it um, to NBC. Yeah, and we did um, an animated. Script. Oh, and that was <laughs> like that for was Fox. even we did an animated show for Fox that was the same uh, story because it's our life. Yeah. Story. So yeah. um, even before we had all the kids, yeah. it was like really weird because I think that we didn't have any kids when we wrote that one. And yeah. it was about this couple in New York that had all these kids. Yeah. And and well, so you wrote, you wrote it before it became fact. Because in this version of the show, yes. you have, I believe, all of the kids. Yes. And you do in real life as well, right? Yes. yes. So this has been and, quite a long but process. But it was sort of like, you know, what it wasn't like, okay, we're planning on having all these kids because you never know how yeah. many kids you're going to have or what the sexes are or whatever. But um, I don't know if you remember, they had three kids in that one. Yeah. And Jeannie was pregnant. And that was like the pilot episode. Whoa. And um, I think the sexes were the same, yeah. which is really weird. This is yeah. like the secret, isn't it? Where you, you sort of put something out in the world and it comes back to yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. This and is this is like we, before, um, I mean, I think it was probably 2004 that we yeah. wrote and, this. And, and, and it was like these crazy people have three kids <laughs> yeah, and the, in and, downtown and, Manhattan. And the wife gets pregnant. And it was like at the time where we were really like, you know, like huge Simpsons fans. Yeah. And we were looking for like kind of that next like crazy animated show that um, yeah. because Jim is you know kind of like a homer in a way kind and of. <laughs> uh, so that was a long time coming and then we wound up um, getting that kind of rejected yeah that and went, yeah I think that this whole process I mean you know obviously 
you know, I work with Janie. I live with Janie. We do everything together. And um, But this whole process, at least from my standpoint, is this incredible learning curve. And particularly in production, it's this incredible... Because Jeannie and I are deciding on a million things constantly. Yeah. And But we went into... Um, you know this this version of the show where it started where uh I had sworn off television I didn't find it creatively fulfilling yeah and um and then you know our agents and managers were like why don't you guys create your own thing you'll have control and all this and so we did uh, a version at NBC and the pilot didn't get picked up and they're like the pilot didn't get picked up because you didn't have a big time showrunner and we were like well we wanted to do it ourselves yeah. and so We've gone through this process through network development yeah. and through working with studios, and we we've ended up here where it's just Jim and Jeannie. And because we went through this process, I think we appreciate more the the freedom that we have, and also we know what we don't want to do. We 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 right. take advantage of the absence of bureaucracy, and uh, it's it's something that's. That's amazing, but it's 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 incredibly taxing. Like John Mulaney worked on the show uh, last week, and you tell the story. It's like, how did you like exactly? Well, I don't this? know if he's he's, uh, oh, he's he's wants me to quote him, oh, but yeah. he's been on the show too yeah. at, yeah. at the beginning of his roller coaster. Yeah. So. And uh, yeah, so um, you know, there's a lot of like nightmarish aspects to yeah. it too. But well, it's you like said, you can't. Yeah. You said, what, what, how did you like executive producing? And he said it was the worst thing in my life or something. <laughs> but, but he said no, it with but, a smile. Yeah. And he's, because he's yeah, the nice guy. He, he, was, he was being funny, obviously. But, um, you know, there's a, you can't complain about this. Right. I mean, you can't complain about the complaints about doing this job because it's really the best job in the whole world. I mean, for me. But yeah. in, um, in the meantime, between that, that story, yeah. the Fox story, and where we are now there was um a period of time where we just did our own comedy and produced all these um comedy specials yeah and 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 after that um wrote books and that's a very um powerful creative process to be just like if people are like yeah i don't like this line we're like too bad we wrote it yeah exactly and so um we kind of developed this uh, way of working that doesn't really fit into like sort of the traditional uh, network model of yeah. developing a show. And um, you know, Jim's had experiences where he's uh, created a show years ago in uh, 2000, I think, yeah. and um, <laughs> hired writers, and then um, basically got kicked out of the writers' room. Well, and- no, I was never in the writers' room. Like and then when I yeah they're like we'll take care of writing your point of view (laughs) and I'm like I'm playing a character named Jim Gaffigan (laughs) kind of a stretch I don't know if you'd say that and I'm like but I would because I am him I'm right here and And so so we kind of we learned this lesson over and over and over again and this is kind of the first time that we've really felt um, we've been given this enormous gift of doing a you know a show with a really good budget I mean yeah uh, Yeah. you know for a cable show we have. Um, money to spend on locations and, um, and everything. You're filming here in New York. And we're filming yeah. here in New York not, on location. It's not Toronto. It's not a pretend New York. It's real. No, and it's real. And, and it's, we're outside. I mean, yeah. it's. I'm not saying it's the blacklist budget, but it's. You know, when Jeannie and I were going to do a show, I mean, we always had an opportunity to go to a cable network and mm-hmm. do and have complete control. That offer and, was there. Mm-hmm. And, but there was also. You know, I don't want to work 
12 hours a day for nothing. Yep. It's like I do have five kids. So we, we there is a balancing act of of we want to create a fulfillment, but we also want to pay our bills. And it's we, important. And we also don't want to suck it as parents. Yeah. Uh, you know, television can gobble you up. And yeah. and it's fine if you're single or if it's fine if you don't have kids, but you know, there's no sense in like, hey, I uh you know, I had a top 30 show, but my kid doesn't know me. You yeah. know, I don't want to get there. But TV Land really made, gave us an opportunity to kind of do both, to be able yeah. to um, do the show that we wanted to do and we probably could have done on a cable network mm-hmm. for years. But we were just like, you know, we'll lose money because we, t- we were trying to, yeah. you know, balance how we have con- time for mm-hmm. our lives. And um, the touring and the stand-up has been such a great um, – outlet yeah. for us and been able to like miraculously um succeed at yeah yeah and so um and the other thing is is the, the where the the big money is is that you don't really have any creative freedom because you have people constantly well, noting yeah. you well and, that's the thing that's crazy you're, you're, you're talking about developing a show or a version of your lives for these different networks all these networks have very different sensibilities they're different yes. comedic brands and those brands shift even while you're in development with them absolutely nbc is an example of that but but cbs has had great success doing one thing very well over and over and i could see a version of your your lives and your show that fit into that yeah. But then when I watch the the episode that's available for TV Land, it's wonderful because it, there's the bones of that. But then those yes. bones get up and run in a very surprising direction. Well, that's that's a a big reason why we want it on my website because I do think that, um, you know, there's there is you know the, the entertainment business is a perception business, and the perception of a half hour comedy mm-hmm. led by a comedian. Is in this day and age, as brilliant as Louis is, is the perception is not what it was 20 years ago. Right. The perception is like, eh. and so rather than me uh, or Jeannie, uh, us begging people, no, we're doing something different mm-hmm. because all these, you know, we're making New York a character. It's like all that stuff <laughs> means nothing. You have to show the people. And so... That's some of why we wanted to do this thing early is so that, I mean, the social media and the Internet's been very good to me. I mean, that's how we sell tickets and mm-hmm. how people know when I'm going to mm-hmm. Chicago. And so uh, putting the episode up there, you know, and we've already got like close to 150,000 people that have watched it. It's like those are 150,000 people that know what the show's like, even if they don't like it. So if they're at a party and someone says Jim Gaffigan has a show, they can they can explain exactly what it is rather than me saying yeah. on on Grantland it's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? They can sit there and go and go, All right, it maybe it is. Maybe you know, Andy said it's good, but Here's my own opinion. Right. Well, and also that it's it's like different than Louis, and it's different yeah. than Seinfeld, and it's not. It's like people like what I think Jim was trying to say is the with the uh thing is like oh you're trying to ape all these yes. other people, yeah. but, and but, I expect what it's going to be. But in fact, it's it's this really smart. I mean, I've only seen the one, and I'm curious how it plays out in other episodes. But it seems like a really smart synthesis and celebration of the shows you mentioned, but very much not them. Very much your own thing. I mean, well, there's a there's a surreality. That, I would, that I've yeah. come to love from Louis. Yeah. Um, there's the New Yorkiness that I do love from Seinfeld. But this is you and your family, and it yeah. goes in ways I did not expect. Yeah, I mean, it has to be... I mean, stand-up comedy, you learn uh, over years doing it that you have to do what you do. You know, it's like I'm considered the clean comic. But it's like I do what I do. 
um, you know, I love Chris Rock. I wouldn't want someone. I wouldn't want Chris Rock to not curse. No, and you have him on your show yeah. cursing. That's yeah. which yeah, was I mean, a great I uh, surprise. I wouldn't want Louis Black not ranting. Mm-hmm. And so the authenticity that makes Louis that show so successful is that it's very authentic to Louis. And so that's you know when Jeannie and I were doing this, I remember on the first day of shooting, you know, we said, look, we want to do a show that we would watch, but also. We're not chasing the second season. We're not chasing, uh, you know, uh, let's get to 100 episodes. It's like, no, we, we want to do this the way we want to do it and, and and live or die there. I think, you know, the network shows, it's it's kind of fear-based. It's like, yeah. it's like, well, you know, if you do that, then you might get the back nine. And But at the same time, I and I agree yeah. with you, but at the same time, it's like when we were going into the whole CBS process the second time, there was a time when I said, I, you know, and I love the people at CBS. I'm not, I'm not bad-mouthing yeah. any of those people. I really love them. And I think that there were a lot of people that were really, really behind our show, mm-hmm. like 100% doing it twice. Yeah. And, um, but I kind of looked at CBS, and CBS knows what they're doing, and they have a thing that they do, they do yeah. and this isn't the thing. This is not the right. way, and it's like, I feel like making it that thing would make it something different than what we wanted. Right. And right. this is during the time when I thought we were going to be on CBS. And I just kind of saw, like... <laughs> being um, on the network and trying to, like, I felt like doing a first season there, had that happened, would have been like doing, like, the pilot process over and over again, like, will they like it? Will they, you know, it would have been like a real struggle mm-hmm. and really coming in as as someone who w- was like, you know, we don't do stuff like this, but, and I don't think right. that that's a good environment to thrive in. And yeah, no, and it's even the difference between a four-camera show and a single-camera right. show on, you know, during the two years we were developing at CBS, um, you know, every couple months they'd go, how about four camera? I'm like, I'm not doing four camera. Yeah. And they, but they would say, all right, we're experimenting with single cameras. <laughs> They've they, always been experimenting they, and, with single cameras. And camera. we're, we're open yeah. to the idea of single cameras. And when I, the Robin Williams show, the lucky ones. The crazy, crazy ones. ones. The yeah. crazy ones. I mean, there was a very interesting moment when, because we were, this show was kind of the golden child for two years. You know, CBS, the the formula of a comedian who has broad appeal that that it's based in a family life? It's it's in CBS. Everybody loves Jim. Yes, and um, and so when when we were we were I guess April, uh, we were on a conference call and we're we're and the episode tested uh, our pilot tested amazing for single camera. It like measured uh, versus four cameras that have laugh tracks. Mm-hmm. It measured which is when well. people turn their dial up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are laughing. Okay, it's funny. And so. <laughs> There was a time in April, I guess last April, where, well, what are we going to do? You know, we have these other episode ideas. And we were on a conference call, and Jeannie goes, what do we do if they don't pick it up? And everyone was like, come on, Jeannie. Everyone was laughing at me. They, they all turned their dials. It, it, was, it was a foregone yeah. conclusion. And that's we weren't being naive. That yeah. was the message that we were hearing. But when the crazy ones... It got canceled a week later. That ended their experiment. It ended the experiment. And I think there had also been information that was released that single cameras did not syndicate well. So it wasn't uh, worth the investment. But I also think, I mean, again, we're not doing, this is not an adventure in getting a back end. But I also think that, you know, certain shows aren't going to syndicate well. Uh, because they they don't have the appeal. I, I think that 
um, you know, whether a show is single camera or four camera does not determine supposedly, even though we're in the Wild West, syndication's done anyway. It's over. Yeah. Well, the old way of thinking is generally yeah. over. Um, not everyone's ready to adapt to it. Right. Um, I'm curious about something you said, Jim, about how, uh, you know, however many years ago it was, there was, there was a writer's room that said, well, Jim Gaffigan wouldn't, wouldn't say that. Yeah. Um, in this show, you're, you know, you, you've, you have a, a great creative partnership, you're, but you're still playing Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Jeannie, you're not playing Jeannie Gaffigan on the show. What advice do you bring to the to, is Ashley Williams I believe is the yes. name of the actress and she's great in the episode I've seen yeah. but there have now been a number of actresses tasked with playing this role of, yeah. of Jim's wife do you pull them aside do you give them advice do you give them notes What's, well, what is I'm, that like I mean I give you know everybody advice I mean it's like when you, we have a, a dinner scene I'm like there's more crumbs on the table like I'm <laughs> yeah, deep right. in every department right so, um, obviously, the person who's playing Jeannie Gaffigan, I mean, Ashley and I really uh, connect. You know, we, I feel like she's very open to, to um, talking to me. There's not uh, that I've seen an ounce of diva in mm-hmm. her. Like, yeah. she's not like, uh, Jeannie Gaffigan's on the set. I'm uncomfortable. Like, she knows that this is a, really a labor of love for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she's a different character than I am. You know, she's, um, but, you know, I write the character. So yeah. it's like, um, and it's all based on our um, own experiences. And even back to, you know, the Fox one and the um, and the NBC script, these are events that in some form or another all happen to us. Mm-hmm. There are people in every episode that are based on from the NBC one to the CBS one and the TV land one um, are real uh, based on real people and real experience that, that we've had. So, um, and Ashley being, you know, from LA, um, you know, I'm a New York mom and there's, you know, stuff that, that happens and, you know, and she's smart and we, we talk about it. And a lot of times she'll, you know, come to me with a script and say, you know, I'm having a problem making this transition or whatever, and we'll work on it together and get, uh, get it done and, and make it her own because Mm -hmm. it, it ultimately it has to come from a real place. Right. And that's what, what acting is, is like finding if I were this character, I am going to behave as if this character would behave, but it has to be real. Did she come to you and say, can you translate this, this thing about Shake Shack being a gift? Should, did she have to think of In-N-Out Burger? That was the, I, I love that oh, part. Yeah. I was like, that's the most New York I mean, part, but, but you have to translate Ashley's it across the coast. married, and you know, she has a baby now, and she, there are, I mean, people are going to be able to connect to this um, mom. Yeah, you and know, you know, <clears throat> there's also something about Ashley, the, the genie that she's playing, which is a really important piece of the mathematics of the show mm-hmm. I mean uh, Jim is uh, a sloth they have five kids um, we we couldn't have um, the genie character uh, being played by somebody that anyone would feel sorry for right. we, we needed the genie character to have um, uh, uh, you know uh, a never ending supply of energy because I'm low the energy energy is really important we, like, mm-hmm. the person playing genie Gaffigan has to have the Jeannie Gaffigan energy. Yes, and so we need also someone to sit there and watch this show and not be worried that the kids are not taken care of. Yeah. And also yeah. not having someone finger-wagging. You get out of bed that and was, stop eating. That's the worst thing on that TV was, in general. And, and yeah. that was something that we really struggled to find, and, and it's it's a compliment. I remember when we were selling, uh, we were in the, the network tests, and I and I and, and I tur- I turned around and I said, "Here's why." And and also, by the way, yeah. you have to add that the network was like star, 
they the network was like uh, someone who has done like people know them. I, I believe you had an Oscar winner in yeah. one of the pilots. Yeah, you shot and that. the other names that were going around were people that you, you know, know everyone you know they have been on sitcom like or known course, won numerous people. Emmys. And so, but the thing I wanted to say is that Jeannie... Yourself. Yeah. You know, what I said is, look, we don't need... I mean, one of the one of the, the conceits or the ideas of this show is that, you know, what if there was a couple that actually liked each other? That they, you know, because, you know, the, I don't know if you're married. It's like, yeah, I, I like being married. I, you know, I love my wife. I'm in trouble. I understand that that's a great formula for television, but... We like each other. We work together. But there's also the sense you've chosen to be in this. That yes. One thing I hate seeing on TV in comedy or drama is the sense of like, oh, God. You know, right. it's, a, it's a partnership. And yeah. so, Set your own rules. Or too kissy-kissy. Or too kissy. Or too right. saccharine. And so the, the genie we were looking for is also, uh, you know, I, I told it kind of like this. I said, Ashley Williams could come at Jim with a chainsaw and still be likable. <laughs> and so... There, there are great moments where, uh, I mean, we really enjoy these. We found this because over the first season, you're shooting and you're discovering things. Course, and when yeah. Jim and Jeannie, played by Ashley, are fighting, it's pretty amazing. It's really great. It's like the, some of the funniest stuff is when they're screaming at yeah. each other. Although that said, I don't want to give away the ending of the episode I saw, but there's a moment that really surprised me in a really nice way, which is, you know, the the, the episode goes off the rails, a lot of wild yeah. things happen, and then at the end, a question is asked as a favor, and Jim says, I can't do it, and Ashley's response is, okay. And I, that moment struck me, because that felt like real. Yeah. You know, you, you, you had the drama, you had the great comedy, but at the end of it, you're, you know, there was a sense of equilibrium. Absolutely. That she wasn't going to be like, oh, there he goes again, taking... Right. He was going oh, after his job. sloth husband. Yeah, it, was a, right. it didn't, it didn't it go was, to that place, that honeymoon. Right. And also place. another thing about, I just want to add this about Ashley, is that the sort of, um, there has to always be that, um, a little bit of a flaw, I feel like, in characters, because like characters who are, you know, mother of five kids, like super mom. You have a saintly, yeah. It's not real. And um, you to have five kids in New York, and to be married to Jim, honestly, you have to be a little crazy. And I feel like... <laughs> or blind. I feel like... Ashley has that little kooky element uh-huh. to her too yeah. that's really important. We to saw that well, in her first audition. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you brought it up, Jeannie. I did want to ask that. As someone, I live in New York. I am married. I have a, I have one kid, a young one, and I want to watch your show both as a sitcom for entertainment and a little bit like a how-to because you guys really have five children and you really live in New York City, which seems just mind blowing because it's hard to live here with one child. So. Yeah. You can answer this fictionally in terms of the show yeah. or just real life. How how do you do it? One day at a time. God bless. <laughs> it's, Amazing. It's, but, you know, it's like, don't you think it's all relative? I mean, you know, people think, you know, it's it's crazy that we have five kids. But there's there's way more people that have five kids than go on stage and make strangers laugh for a living. True. So it's... But rare to do both. <laughs> well, there's also something about... You, you know, I, I I don't know you, but I imagine that you had a romantic notion of having a child. And, you know, when you and your wife were, were you know, first pregnant, there's these emotions. And then there's a reality that sets in. Yes, you just have, that to, you have, to, is, you have to do it. It's not... And uh, it's it's amazing. And, and I, you know, I think it's amazing how it's impossible to articulate the value of it. Because it's much easier for me to complain why there are so many kids in my bed and i you know i paid for that bed mm-hmm. but i don't get to sleep in it it's much easier to do the complaint stuff but the values uh of uh 
being a parent. It's really hard to articulate it without sounding sappy, like, I just love those fellas. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a it, weird thing. But again, this actually speaks to something that I appreciate hearing and I, I get sick of in entertainment of any kind, which is we talked about people not liking their spouse. I'm not really into people not liking their kids. Like, that's yeah. sort of a boring thing to be like, oh, these monsters do this and I can't do the things that I want to do. It's like, well, you had them. They're your kids and they're kind of great. Yeah, it's we've heard that before, too. And it's it, kind of every kid, you know, you know, the level of joy that you've experienced yes. since you've had a child is beyond what you experience without a child. That's right. And I'm not saying because I know some people choose not to have kids. Yeah. And I'm not saying because, frankly, I a, a dog would break me. Like, I don't know how people have kids and a dog because I, cu- I couldn't handle that. <laughs> that so I'm like sense. props to people who have pets because I can't handle that. That's right. So, but at least um, the children eventually talk and can talk back, and you don't have right. to clean up that. Yeah, them and that's it's just like, and that it's like all you know, vomiting and um, picking up poop like <laughs> for fifteen it, years. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, so that level that you feel that that joy yeah. elevated, that is multiplied yeah. by. So it's wow. like a, it's a little bit. Um, you can imagine how it's like you know. There's been a few times when I've been like Jim, I'm pregnant, and it's been like kind of terrifying, but. Um, <laughs> Then it's yeah. I mean, I mean, there's that moment of like, are you know, are we crazy? Like, is this is this the most insane thing in the whole world? And then it just works, and yeah. you just you know put more spaghetti in the pot. Yeah, yeah. It's it, you know, I you know, I wrote about this, and we wrote about it in the, but it's like it's just going to come across as sap. You know what I mean? It's yep. just going to be, uh, you know, because I was, uh, you know, we were all single and we were all like i you know talking about you know my family and my act which i do i try to be very diligent that it's just a portion because i was that 26 year old guy sitting in an audience listening to people talk about their wife or their husband or their kids and just thinking shut up i don't want to hear it or i remember remember me and greg giraldo um, seeing Ray Romano and and just being like that's that poor guy, <laughs> that poor guy. Kids, wife. He's yeah. married. He has to he has to go back. And he he made it to syndication. He's worth a billion no, dollars. No, and uh, that was before. No, you know. know, it's so it's you know we all kind of um, it's an interesting journey. Well, let let's switch it from kids to other people because this this episode that I saw. Um, I don't know whether it speaks to the power of your Rolodex, your charm as human beings, but there are more guest stars on this one 21-minute episode of television than I can ever remember seeing. You know, it's like you see Chris Rock early on. You also have a great cast, Michael Ian Black and Adam Goldberg, and they're wonderful in it. But, you know, Chris Rock shows up early, and then then Jon Stewart's there for an extended bit. And then it just starts rolling, and it's not just that you get... Rachel Maddow. Yeah. It's not just that you get Lauren. It's not just that MSNBC is well represented. Right. It's that all of a sudden Glenn Beck shows up. Yes. And it rolls and rolls. So do you just put up a bat signal? Are these people that you've met over your many years in, sh- in and out of show business? I mean, we were, I mean, that was, a, I mean, there's some people like we just are like so like blessed to like, we ran into Chris Rock, right? Yeah. At the Night of Too Many Stars. Yeah. At oh, the, the, oh, wait, I was there. I saw you. It was a great yeah. set. It was and, a great night. Um, you know, people like, it's just what would be the perfect, who would be the perfect yeah. comic to represent what we're saying? Yeah. And then, you know, we we call people we email people like directly we're not having like casting call them and you know yeah yeah i mean uh, it's the uh send them the script the, 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 i would say act three there's a lot of people there that were um uh you know us reaching out i maybe you know were, met them at cnn heroes yeah. 
or uh, you know, and then I have a we have a good friend who works at CNN who helped us coordinate because it's and also at MSNBC because it's not just these people might be inter- interested in it, but they're journalists yes. and so their networks or their 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 presidents of, their, them, of the news they have to be open to it. And and I think some of it is, uh, you know, if they know my comedy, and you know they read the script, and they know that it's 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 the story or the narrative is not constructed on burying them, you know. Um, That's right. Like Jake Tapper is a great guy, but he was on board, and then you know my contact at CNN was like, look, you know, Jake is a real journalist. Why would I let him do this? And I said, because. What Jake is talking about is something that he would he would deal with in his yeah, show. Everyone you know? represents themselves well. Yes. I mean, it, it's fair-minded. It's a, the topic is sort of absurd, but you're actually touching on something really compelling about the way these things just sort of snowball. And, 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 and media been, outrage just snowballs across every platform. Right. It takes its and own it's, form. And there's really no one – like, we all talk about the outrage police yeah. kind of. and uh, But there's – you know, it is this mythical being – it's it's really kind of a dark side of all of us, mm. right? It's there's no we can't point to it, but but some of the guest star stuff, you know, we're constantly surprised. It's like, all right, let's uh, let's ask Steve Buscemi, and Steve Buscemi said yes. It's so some of it is it's a New York show, and um, we we had this episode that we could send to yeah. people, and so that. You know, similar to my idea of putting on my website, it's they hopefully like my comedy and then they can see it's not garbage. It's a calling card. It's, well, and yeah. also it's like not just like it's not we're not attempting to be stunty like, oh, how we can. But yeah. we like want there's people that we want to work with, mm-hmm. like people that we love watching and over the years. Yeah. And I think that before we were talking about like, you know, touching on like seeing, oh, a little, there's a little Seinfeld here or there's a little Louis here or whatever, mm-hmm. rather than us being like, let's do it like this. It's like you're the product of everything you've read and watched sure. over your life. Yeah. And then you live your life. And and if you're an artist, you create art. So I think everyone has these like people and things that influence them. And sometimes it's just like, um, we want to work with these people. Like we admire their work, and we want to, and we we love. So, I mean, when Jim gets sucked into the news hole in the vortex in the bed, mm-hmm. like that is we've been there before where like something has happened about somebody else and yeah. we're like did scott peterson do it yeah yeah and we're sucked into this thing and we're like what are we doing yeah none of it, it yeah. just goes further and further away from reality um we should wrap up in a moment but i did just want to say the thing that is really um so encouraging and also really entertaining about the show is it's a real sign that how far we've come just in terms of the industry I and mean, we were talking about how some people are stuck in like the paleolithic age still but for a long time that was the model right that if you were a successful stand-up you get the call, you go to L.A., you get plugged into someone else's box, yeah. and then if you're lucky, you get the back nine and then the 100 episodes of syndication. We're kind of past that now. And everything yeah. you're talking about, the fact that you know, you've done this before, you've written, you've performed, you have your voice, you have your fans that you can communicate with directly. And so when you make this show, those boundaries seem to fall, fall away. You want to work with those people? You reach out to them. Yeah. It, it, it shouldn't maybe be as hard as it has been, and it's sort of refreshing to be able to see the way it translates. I mean, that, that, the, the show that I've seen was so dynamic, and it just flows, and it has a confidence to it. Oh, gosh, oh, thank, thank you. But that, but that comes from, I think, the fact that you know what you're doing. You've done it. Yeah. It's not just the totality of your life. It's also your totality of your life in this business, and you kind of know what to do, right? 
Yeah, I, I hope think, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so far. I've, Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's you know, you you know what you want, right? And um, there is something strange I think about stand-up comedians that we can, you know, because we've been up on stage and we've seen, we we kind of understand how an audience is going to react, whether they're going to be shocked, whether that it's kind of a gift when it comes to to writing something. I mean, maybe this is sounding pompous. But there is something about a stand-up comedian who's been on stage, who you can write a joke and go, I, I can tell you two ways yep. an audience is going to respond to this. And um, and that, that's, that's I think that's why, you know, Louis and Seinfeld and, you know, it's, it's or even Marin, you know, it's just, they, they kind of intuitively know how this is going to go. Yeah. If uh, and comedians by nature being like a one man band, obviously it's very unique for Jeannie and I. There is there's the control the control freak side where it's I'm on stage with a microphone, mm-hmm. and so then when you go into a production, you're like, all right, uh, you know, Jeannie and I is this team. It's like, all right, no, that guy's standing there. <laughs> the guy I mean? with the black shirt to stand over there. I mean, it's yeah. like. But also about the the Bible story episode, like it's an epic, you know, it's an epic story. Yeah. So we're not doing the Bible story every single episode, right. but we're taking a topic that's really real to us and to a lot of other people and going in deep. Yeah, spinning it out, seeing where it goes. Seeing yeah. where it goes, and so there are there are episodes that go, uh, you know, to far places, and there's episodes that go in. So um, we just want to do really good episodes, but they're not going to be like, they're going to be tonally similar, but mm-hmm. they're not going to be like thematically. It's not going to be all like religion and politics right. or something like that. Yeah. So, Oh, well, I'm excited to see more. But uh, there will always be eating. There will always that's be eating. That's our consistent. Yeah, always our always consistent be eating. Piece. I feel like that's always what Glenn, Gary, Glenn Ross should have been. Yes. Always be eating. Um, excited to see more. Jim Gaffigan show Thanks premieres so TV Land July 15th. You can watch a fantastic episode of it now on your website on jimgaffigan.com. Um, Jim and Jeannie Gaffigan, two Thank of you. the famous seven Gaffigans, yes. right? Thank you. In Manhattan. Yes. Thanks for joining me. Thanks Thank so much. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Grantland. To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs, subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes. Or go to grantland.com and click on podcasts.